What's up, you guys? Sorry, I was just swallowing some of my breakfast. All right, where are we? It is Wednesday, still in Flagstaff. I I had to fill out whereabouts for like the anti-doping for um, July, um, July, August and September. So today was kind of a... <clears throat> I guess finalizing plans um, before I filled that out. I mean, I needed to finalize plans anyway. Like, I I don't like when plans linger and I kind of don't know, I guess, what I'm working towards or is there gold races, you know, what sort of travel's coming up, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, we, I nailed on um, what I want to do over the next um, couple of months and it's a combination of what will work well for Doha and what I want to do, um, which I think it, there has to be a solid mix of both. Um, you know, not every plan can be like, you know, this is this is the perfect plan. This is this is what's going to create the best possible result because we're human, and there has to be an element of, um, you know, I actually would like to do that. I would enjoy doing that. So, um, the first part of the plan is to stay in Flagstaff until the 7th of July um, and then I'm going to fly straight to um, St. Moritz, so Flagstaff to St. Moritz, very similar to what I did last year, um, it seemed to work well for me last year, I went Flagstaff, actually I went via Ireland last year so I went Flagstaff to um, Ireland and then I stayed in Ireland for I think about four or five days and then I flew from Ireland up to St. Moritz and um, well to Zurich and then got the train up to St. Moritz. I then stayed in St. Moritz. I left twice, once for Morton Games 5K, and the second time for the Irish Championships. Um, so this time, I guess slightly different. I don't think I'll be leaving for a 5K. Um, there is a 5K option a week before the Irish Champs. Um, it's in Houston. Um, but I don't know. I think I'm just coming from a different... Um, different sort of path this time. Last year, as we know, last weekend I ran twenty eight thirty six, and um, everything was great. And it was a case of let's top that fitness up. Like let's keep it as high as we can. And the five k that I did happened to be the Morton game, so that was really cool for my club. Um, this year it probably feels like I'm sort of chasing that fitness a little bit. So, um. I think a race would really help, but whether or not I want to leave the mountain and it costs quite a bit to leave St. Moritz and go down and fly and come back, um, we, we, we'll see. We'll play that by um, ear or year. I don't know what the saying is. Um, not that it fucking matters. Um, anyway, so that's the first part. St. Moritz, stay, race Irish champs. Um, post Irish champs, I'll be back to Flagstaff. That was one of the key, the key things in all this was... Um, as minimum time away from Flagstaff as possible. Um, but I'm not going to do the Irish Championships if I don't prepare uh, properly. And the part of that is less travel closer to the race. So um, St. Moritz kind of helps. It's really fucking expensive, but it helps um, bridge the gap between Flagstaff to the Irish Champs. Otherwise, what I might have done is flew, let's say on the Tuesday, arrived to Ireland in the Wednesday and then I've got like three days to get over jet lag and all the rest of it and race on the Saturday. And 
I just, I just don't want excuses. You know, I, I, I don't have time for excuses. So the, the excuse would have to be, you had the budget to book St. Moritz, et cetera, et cetera. And you just didn't prioritize winning the Irish champs, because if you were prioritizing winning the Irish champs, then you, you would have booked um, St. Moritz. And that's what it comes down to. Um, if it's within my power and my means to do something, then I should absolutely do it. If I think I can just fly from, if I think I can fly 20 hours on a Tuesday, land in Ireland on a Wednesday and somehow get over all that travel and, and beat good athletes on the Saturday, like that's a, that's a, that's a ballsy move. Um, and one that I'm just not willing to do because I, I respect my competition and, you know, I also know that this year might be more difficult than last year, both from a, a competition standpoint and, and because of where I'm at. I didn't run 28-36 last weekend, so um, yeah, I need to kind of play my cards right and do everything that I can to help my body and help the fitness be at the level that it needs to be at. Um, so leave leave Ireland straight after Irish champs, back to Flagstaff, train in Flagstaff for probably about six weeks time. Um and then fly to Florida, Miami. Um, it's supposed to be hot and humid in Florida. Under Armour has a like a setup or a I guess you could call it like a gig with IMG in Florida. Um, so I know like Anthony Joshua was prepared there before, and if you're a contracted Under Armour athlete, you go to these facilities. They put you up, um, they feed you with like a performance chef and. Um, they also have access to a chamber, like a heat chamber, and then they do what's, I guess, is called like a sweat test um, in the chamber. So the sweat test might be done about 10 days after arriving in that sort of hot and humid place. Um, you do a bit of training there, you do a bit of running there. <clears throat> after the 10 days you do this sweat test and it, it probably gives you a bit of a breakdown and an analysis of roughly how much you're going to sweat in Doha um, and then that should then in, in return help me prepare a hydration strategy for during the race um, something that I mean, I, I'll have time or a little bit of time to practice. Um, it's already in my plans, like as the long run start, like when I come back to Flagstaff in July, end of July, beginning of August, it's, I mean, it's 92 degrees Fahrenheit today in Flagstaff. So um, it's going to be plenty hot up here um, and I can already practice like um, instead of just having like when the past I had like more tan instead of doing that then perhaps you have like your energy drink which is your carbohydrate based drink but also you might have like some electrolytes in there you know i've been i've actually been drinking the kinetica electrolytes and hydration tablets on a daily basis and again it's getting your body used to sweating a heap when you're out training and then replenishing so i i think if you practice something for two months of course your body's going to get better your body's going to get better at not losing as much electrolytes in your sweat and then also if it does lose some which it will and um, replenishing your electrolytes and actually absorbing them and keeping you a bit better hydrated um i mean it wouldn't matter how how much you sweat if your body was able to absorb and process everything that you're drinking but i just don't think it's capable i read somewhere maybe 1.2 liters an hour is how much your body can absorb and actually 
get into the like whatever into your body and and utilize it rather than just flushing it through as like sweat again um so yeah that's that's important the miami trip i will leave miami i think like friday the 20 i think it's like the 28th of september and fly back to dublin it's it's an easy travel it's like pretty much you fly direct to london and then you you that's about a seven or eight hour flight um and then you hang around in london for maybe like an hour and a half and then you whip over to dublin which is great um i'll book a airport hotel stay in the airport hotel or hopefully maybe ireland will book me an airport hotel um and then i will fly from dublin the following day to doha um, and that'll be like i think it's like this sunday sunday before the race it's like a week before um for a couple of reasons like i i kind of want to see a bit of doha like I, I don't want to be picked for a world champs and not witness any of it because i believe like hey i'll hang around and sit in my room all week like um if there's a 5k final on or a women's like 15 final or whatever like 400 meters or 100 meters you know if there's a really cool race on that i i have an interest in then i'm gonna go to the stadium and i'm gonna watch it like you know <laughs> we're not like <laughs> i'm not a robot so like you do have to enjoy your life a little bit too and i don't want to be picked for a world champs and not experience any of it so um i think a week before is fine um it also it's a it's a little bit more humid prep and um maybe it's an opportunity to perhaps get on the time zone a little bit um it's enough time to kind of like get on the time zone you know maybe start doing runs you know maybe you're going to do a double run at six o'clock and then day later you're going to do it at seven and eight and nine and maybe get to the point where you're kind of going out for a double run at 10 and it's very very strange to be racing that late at night that said I think I ran Portland 10k at 9:30 at night and I didn't change my sort of training at all. I just like coped with it at the time. So maybe maybe we shift things a little bit. Maybe I start staying up a bit later and laying in a bit longer in the morning. Um if I've just came from the America timeline, it's it's really easy to do that. Um because America's behind or no we're ahead. Sorry, we're behind. So um you know i'd probably be uh, based on the american time zone i'd probably be going to bed at like three or four o'clock in the morning in doha so you know maybe if i sort of stay on that but not like drastically stay on that but you know maybe if you're going to bed at 11 or 12 o'clock at night there's there's nothing really wrong with that when i'm in america i go to bed at eight o'clock at night so um yeah maybe i'll um maybe i'll i'll adjust a few things but a week is is optimum time to kind of do stuff like that and i'll have literally prepared if 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 i'm in doha or if i'm in flagstaff expar three weeks for the next like four or five months like and it's 80 to 90 degrees fahrenheit here well then i'll have been in the heat for quite a long time and then with the two weeks in florida and miami it's it's gonna be perfect um so i should cope well um then straight after Doha, I'm booked to come back to Flagstaff. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's all, yeah, it all needed to be put in place. It all needed to be like flights needed bought. And, you know, it seems like a lot of travel, but like it's not really because a lot of the flights are like direct. And actually, if you ever, you ever gone to Portugal and you do 
maybe an hour on the train to Gatwick Airport and then you sit in Gatwick Airport for an hour and a half and then you fly to Portugal is two and a half hours and then you get to the airport you wait for your bags and then you get a you wait for your shuttle driver for four to five minutes and then you get on your shuttle and they drop three people off and it's taking you nine hours to get from London to Portugal well <laughs> you know like you show up to Miami airport an hour and a half to two hours before your flight um, you go to the airport lounge, you get some food, you get a nice drink, you get on your flight, you fly eight hours direct, get off your flight, do customs. And it's not, it's not much more because I don't like when I get to these final destinations like London or Dublin or whatever, I nine times out of 10 book an airport hotel um, just so that I call it a day there. Because sometimes I've like got to Phoenix Airport, you know, I could get to Phoenix Airport in America, maybe it's another two and a half hour drive to Flagstaff and it's, it's, it's something that I can just do the next day. Like there's no mad rush on that. So sometimes I just call my travel days at the, at the arrival airport and I book an Airbnb or I, I book a hotel and I put my feet up and I basically call it a day for that day. Hang on. I'm having a cup of tea, pretty good. But after all that, me telling you my plans, I think the reason I'm, 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 I'm just back feeling really focused. It's good. Um, I, it's bad that I kind of like coming from behind. I like being in that state of, you know, you're a bit unfit, and I'm, I'm like fighting my weight at the minute, trying to get my weight back to, um, sort of a good racing weight and. Um, it, it's just, it's not easy. I finished my lunch there and usually after lunch I have some sweets or chocolate or, and since being back in Flagstaff, I've, I've not touched any chocolate or sweets or, um, and that's a really good thing. Um, the reason it's a good thing, I, there's a, there's a, there's a bag of sweets in Hass's office and I was just about to go get them. And then that's why I ended up doing a podcast because if you ever, you'll know you do this yourself, but the whole time that I was in Ireland, after Portugal, even in Portugal, you could say, but actually, yeah, in Portugal, I was eating chocolate bars most nights. Um, the whole time that I was probably in Portugal and Ireland, I allowed my body, especially in Ireland because of the fatigue and stuff, I just allowed my body to have whatever it craved. If if at eight o'clock at night, me and Rachel were walking to the spa and we fancied biscuits or we wanted like Rachel would get wine and I would get like some Copperberg ciders and you know I just allowed my body to have whatever it wanted um, or what I wanted not my body um, but this is where I find the human body and stuff very interesting like you know a lot of people will treat themselves for a month or two months or maybe 10 years I don't know but the minute that you challenge that and you do what I'm doing now where you, you resist, it's not because I'm afraid of some calories from these sweets, not at all. It's more a discipline. Um, I, I love the fucking discipline of it. I love the just being able to say no, to, no matter what it is, you know, whether it's no to having like sugar in your coffee or whether it's no to pushing your tempo too fast or whether it's no to basically just say no to some of the little habits that perhaps can hold you back um and I did it I did it all last year like I got really good from pretty much May May June after London like London Marathon was good and but I wasn't like 
I think I was having ciders and Chineses and chocolates and sweets and all things like this before London and like it didn't necessarily do me any harm but it it definitely gets to the point where I think I've journaled in the past like all right your weight is going up at what point are you gonna say no no more and that's kind of where it got to you know when I left Flagstaff in March I think I weighed about a hundred and let's say between 150 pounds to 152 that's the kind of weight that I would sit at at altitude. If I'm going to race, sometimes that creeps under 150. Um, European champs last year, I think I was 147 maybe. Um, I was pretty light. Um, anyway, when I was leaving Belfast, I was up to 158. So you have to ask yourself at what point. I, I have no issue gaining weight. Like it, It's easy to do. It's easy to enjoy yourself a bit, you know. You have a Chinese, you have a, a like a bottle of Copperberg with a Chinese, you have some biscuits after the Chinese, you're not running as much because you've got a bit of fatigue. Easy to gain weight. Don't mind gaining it whatsoever. It is what it is. However, I am pretty strict in terms of like at what point are you going to nip it in the bud? At what point are you going to say, right, let's let's get that back down. Maybe it'll take six weeks. Six weeks is fucking nothing let's get that back down to 152 show me that you can do that and then we'll go back to having a bit of chocolate and a few biscuits and there is no harm in that whatsoever the harm is not being able to be disciplined even if you even if you set a day friday is the day that i can have some sweets or some chocolate just show yourself that you can actually have that discipline and discipline is is easy like once you once you're dialed into it like it's almost impossible it'd be impossible for me to go open those bag of sweets at the minute because i just won't fucking do it no way i'd be so angry that i just i won't enjoy them like you know and and that's that's only taken two weeks two weeks ago i'd have pounded those sweets down (laughs) they'd be gone already um and that's just a bit of discipline i think everybody should practice and exercise discipline um and there's other areas that maybe i need to be better with discipline and you know listening to the coach and following the splits and like maybe slowing down sometimes and um but i i'm very focused this is this has been a really good two weeks so far um really a really full two weeks um in terms of you know left the house yesterday at seven o'clock to do an eight mile tempo um i didn't return to the house until one and we we went for a sauna and some stretching we stretched after the run then we went for a sauna which is supposed to have really good benefits at altitude um and then we went for some lunch and then when i was at lunch i booked a yoga class at noon and so i went to yoga from 12 until one and it's just a full camp um I'm not just doing a one hour run and thinking I'm a full time athlete or I'm a professional athlete. It's it's been a very I'm doing gym twice a week, three times a week, sorry, Monday, Wednesday and Friday with uh local physio it's called physio shop and, and you've got a couple of S and C guys and uh physiotherapists and they're working with me to challenge a lot of the areas where there's weakness. It amazes me that I'm doing a plank on a Swiss ball and I'm like shaking, hurting and, and just so weak. Um, absolutely fucking amazes me. Like I'm supposed to be a professional and good and um, in a lot of areas I'm not. So I think one of the big goals for this next four months is just to be much more complete. Um, I think I've got there in the past. I think there was no coincidence that November through January there was there was huge gains 
Um, I was doing the gym, I was doing the rehab, I was doing the activation, I wasn't doing yoga, I wasn't doing saunas. There's been a couple of things I've added in and I think I'm good at that. I'm good at not not just praying that the end result is going to be good at, let's say, the Irish champs or uh, the world champs. I, I don't fucking pray. I I write down on a piece of paper what I think I could do to be better and then I, I go about doing it. Um. I rewind from that and I set a goal big enough that, that challenges and, and really asks a lot. Um, and I'm going to be honest, guys, I couldn't do it at home. Um, I've tried a few times. I've tried back in Belfast being as focused as perhaps I am now. And it's just maybe I'm too comfortable there. Maybe it's too easy for me. Life's too easy. So, you know, I, I, I come away to somewhere like Flagstaff and, you know, you're just... Uh, <laughs> I train every day with Edward Cesarek and when I did an eight mile threshold yesterday and I had a pretty decent morning, Ches would have ripped me apart. He would have, it's, it's sickening, but like it is what it is, you know, um, it's humbling. And, and so you think to yourself, well, fuck that. How do I be better? And then you go about doing that. So, um, yeah, body's in a really good place. A doctor's good. Uh, health is good. I'm recovering. I'm 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 just not as fit as I need to be. So, and that just takes time. And um, the gym works not where it needs to be. There's weakness in there. We're working on mobility, and then obviously the the stuff that I'm doing with the yoga and stuff is also opening my body up a bit more. So I'm not as stiff and rigid. I want to be a different athlete at this year's Irish Champs. I don't. I was fit last year, there's no doubt about it, but I was still a bit stiff and carrying my body a bit stiff. So I just want to be back looking a bit more like a track athlete this year. So thanks for listening, guys. Um, take care and, and have a good end of your week.